Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth, and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer, and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful, and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action, and unleash your inner confidence. Hello and welcome to this week's Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Thank you very, very much for subscribing and listening and being an awesome person. So this week's uh, episode is a recording from a clubhouse room that we did this week about finding your purpose and your why. And I thought that it would be really interesting for you to have some insight into what we spoke about. It gets a bit deep um, about not just why we do what we do, but about the bigger purpose and the meaning of life. Um, and there's there are some controversial topics covered as well throughout the next probably about half an hour. So listen with an open mind. Um, and if you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, please, please do feel free to speak out. Um, it is so important that your voice is heard and that you have the confidence to do so. Uh, this was a really, really powerful room and what was covered is hugely important on a worldwide scale. So I hope that you enjoy this. Um, if you do, please let me know. And if you don't, also, please do feel free to let me know too, because without debate, we do not have much in life. And I think it's really important to connect on um, a deeper level than ever before. You know, the world is a crazy old place right now. So please listen with open ears and uh, I will see you on the next one. So part, part of the reason, like, I want, I want to explore the, the bigger purpose of finding your why um, is because, like, like we're saying, like David was just saying about, you know, your friend there and wishing he'd done things earlier. I'm, I'm at a stage in my life where, with what's going on in the world, I am so glad... I lived the life that I did. I'm so glad that I quit my job and got on a plane and went and did the whole Magaluf party scene and just really explored who I am as a person because I can't imagine now being who I am and then not having had that experience or having had so many things taken away from us that I just went and went said yes like this is what I want to do I want to explore I want to figure out I suppose yeah the meaning of life I don't think anybody is ever going to discover the truth of the meaning of life for the bigger picture the bigger purpose you know God whatever that means to you spirituality you know I don't I don't go to church every week I used to um but I believe that there is something, there is a bigger picture, there's a bigger purpose, there's something that encompasses everything that we do. And and this is why karma is a thing, because, you know, the energy you put out into the world comes back to you. 
in one way or another. Um, and this is why I was obviously saying about, you know, nature and, you know, we're all connected. We, we live, we die. Um, and David just saying about people and the, the retirement and people, feel, they feel lost because we do just place so much emphasis on on work and what we do to work. But we're not just here to work. We're here to connect and to live and to really live and to truly to just truly embody what is here, like the world and enjoy an experience and, and see what is out there in different cultures and all of that. And I think that's what we have to go back to, that like fundamental thing of what why we're here to them to really know what, what our purpose is. Um, and I just find it fascinating. Like, I love these conversations because it makes it makes a difference to your life. And it's I do you find as well like it's the small conversations that you have that make the biggest difference. Like, someone please help jump in. Yeah, well, I can jump in on that. Well, there's just um, there's a quote from uh, Kurt Von Vonnegut: "Enjoy the little things in life because one day you'll look back and realise they were the big things." So that's that's one of my favourite favourite quotes. I don't know who Kurt Vonnegut is. I got it on a pair of trousers on a tag on a pair of trousers you wouldn't believe that but, uh, but I've got it on my desk I don't know off my heart it's just on my desk because it's but I loved it when I saw it but I think you know you touch on a few interesting points there because there's a there's in a way there's there's fine there's, there's finding um happiness and finding finding purpose and the two things are related but not necessarily the same you know the things that drive happiness uh, there's a kind of uh, hedonia type uh, things where there's about the pleasure and all of those sorts of things and there's i can't i can never pronounce it but the other the other side of the coin is uh, eudaimonia i think which is about um which is e-u-d-a-i-m-o-n-i-a which is about um you know um you know more more kind of um a purposeful if you like um uh, you know happiness uh, and, and uh, from that point of view and both have a place i mean i've kind of got a i don't know why but i have to plan things because i'm not into detail really so i have to have a plan otherwise i'll drift off and oh there's a helicopter or, or butterfly you know and i'll just I'll, I'll just sort of drift and i won't i won't be intentional so i have to have a plan um and i talk about having a life plan uh, other people who are equally purposeful and equally focused on purpose uh, you know don't have a life plan because mm -hmm. they're more into that kind of hedonia end i mean i like hedonistic times i've had some great times in the visa <laughs> uh, so uh, so that I, I i relate to what you're saying about about that um but um but yeah it, it, it's different strokes for different folks isn't it and i think that's why it's important to kind of take that step and ask yourself the questions about you know um like i said you know uh, that that key that key question about about the, um, the, the what you could do to change the direction of your life, and then you know what are the unique things about you and appreciate those, uh, and if you could, what would be the one thing that you would do full time? You know, what will you actually do? That's the activity side of it, and then you know also asking yourself the question from different angles. So if you weren't afraid. What would you do? And if you weren't, you know, fearful of judgment, what would you do? And if you ask yourself those questions, you kind of open things up to find out about whether you know that kind of 
if you're into more into hedonia than eudaimonia, you know, there's a rationale for that. There's a reason for that, and you can do it again with intention, um, and um, and then 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 things begin to come together. You know, and by the way, this time next year, it'll probably feel different because this time next year you'll be a slightly different person to the one that you were today, um, and and that's good too. That's growth. That's progress. And uh, and you you do it again and 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 reset and and, and off you go. So for me, that's how it that's how it can play out. Yeah, can can I add to the conversation about happiness? Because I think I think happiness is it's a temporary feeling mm-hmm. and it's based on temporary values. And I, I I've met a lot of people who are well supposedly happy. Um, probably chasing happiness, um, but I, I, I just wouldn't want to be them, you know. Um, I really would pr- prefer to live um, a life of freedom, a life of lasting freedom, and a life of deep personal fulfillment. Um, and that is certainly, um, when I say personal fulfillment, a lot of my personal fulfillment comes from empowering others. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, you know, that phrase that's really common in the business world um, that speaks to people who are frustrated and despondent. And it's that um, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Mm-hmm. So, when I first heard that, probably about 20, 30 years ago in, in my life, I'm thinking, yeah, I need to do something different. I can't carry on on this track. I need to do something else. And so I think that's where, as we started the room, we were talking about the corporate culture and societal culture, that it's obsessed with us doing all of the time in order to achieve our goals and our life purpose. And I think that's what needs correcting. Because for a lot of the um, recovery that I was on for many years, I I had to change my mindset. So doing different things was never going to get me in a different place. It's only when I started thinking differently about what I was doing that caused a transformation. Do you hear what I'm saying? So, So I maybe didn't need to change what I was doing back then. So I went off on a rabbit hole, down all these things, trying to find this, that, and the other, you know, to get more success in life. And whilst I still had the mindset that I did, what I'm saying is it it didn't matter what I changed in in my output, in my tasks, in my, you know, all the things that I hadn't yet learned to do in business. Um, But the true value, the true change came when I changed my mindset. And so that's why I think... You know, as Anne was saying earlier, the whole um, mind, body and soul is important when we're talking about doing what we're here to do and leaving. I want to leave a legacy that carries on after I'm gone, after I've gone to heaven, you know, and not just here for the here and now. I want to build something that carries on through the generations. So that's my take on it. I love that, Alison. I like the way you finished <laughs> by saying you want to leave something worthwhile behind. I would so like to do that as well. But, you know, to answer some of the earlier questions, I think, Natalie, you started with many times, you said, why do we all do this? 
Why do we think life's all about paying bills? And I think this is where society has led us. Mm -hmm. I think we're all kept too busy on purpose. And the, I mean, society does that. Society tries to make sure that we have no free time. And most people have a ridiculous burden of debt. And in recent times, it's got worse and worse and worse. And many students, by the time they've left university, have this millstone around their neck. And university doesn't even deliver what it's supposed to. So people are led down the wrong path. They're led to have no time to think. It's just doing, 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 earning enough money just to pay the bills, not to see the bigger picture not to think about what their purpose is. I've also noticed that when perhaps people start asking questions, they ask, well, what's life all about? Yep. Rather than, why am I here and what's my life all about and how can I make it better? And I relate this to Maslow's hierarchy of needs which I first came across when I was at college. And I remember the lecturer saying to us, oh, yes, right at the top of the pyramid, that's where you get self-actualization, but most of us never get up that high. I remember her saying that, and it's quite wrong. And I have recognized that a lot of people I've been associating with since I left the rat race of work and corporate and all that stuff, which took up a big chunk of my early life we're we've got the time for one reason or another we don't have the demands on our time that we had when we were younger and then we have time to reflect and ask the big questions and get more out of life we that, that's really really insightful and um, kind of like mind-boggling if you think about it just we just do what society tells us to do and why and if you just you, you remember being a kid and <laughs> you'd ask your parents something you're like but why 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 and you're the annoying kid for just asking why all of the time well because I said so is the answer but should that be the answer no it shouldn't like you've got people like you say and you know go, go, going to university and learning this stuff that actually society has just made made it up it's all it's all made up it's all fabricated um and yeah this is probably like a bit conspiracy not thinking but the world that we live in if you really think about it it's just a lie the whole, the whole education system, go to work system, do what you're told when you're told to do it. Why? Why can't we be more childlike and free thinking and have more confidence in, in ourselves to, to question? You're right. We are actually trained at school, not in information, not in knowledge, not definitely not in how to think, because that would be dangerous for the powers that be up the top. We are taught at school how to comply mm -hmm. and not necessarily how to respect authority, but how to be led by authority. Yeah, that is. Um, it's given me goosebumps. <laughs> it's it's pretty horrendous when you think about it. Just do what you're told because we tell you to. 
Why? Why? Exactly. Why? Mm. So, so how how can people change break this? out of that then? <laughs> how can people break out of that? Do not comply. Do not comply. <laughs> 100%. Is anybody following the truckers saga? In oh my god! Oh my goodness! Yes, absolutely. Do you know what they are? They have. They are on the right side of history. They are changing the world. Just aren't they? Just simply by going no, like okay, we're going to make it illegal for you to give donate fuel. Okay, we'll all go with jerry cans, whether they're empty, full of water, or fuel, or what. Like go fuck yourself, establishment, because the establishment <laughs> is wrong. They are wrong. The establishment is wrong. Can you say that with a bit more conviction, Natalie? <laughs> Do you know? No. <laughs> Do you know? I feel so strongly about this because it is our lives. It is. Me too. It is our children's lives. I, obviously, I don't. You know, I don't have children, but it is our future. Our, our children's children's children. You know, and what, and you look at what they're doing in Canada, and like what you said about bringing up the truckers. Thank you for doing that, um, because there are some people that don't know that that's going on. But, oh well, that's intentional. I know, I know that it's it not. It's going not on a legacy for more than media. a week before it. There was even a whisper of it on the BBC. No, the BBC is the government propaganda machine. Like, oh, that's, totally. That's all. That's what that is. And I, I spoke to someone recently. I met someone. Um, and he introduced me to uh, a friend of his. And he, this is funny. Like, he introduced me as, um, he said, oh, he's an anti-vaxxer too. And I laughed and I let him get away with it. Like, my mate and, you know, we're friends. And the, the, the model conversation went on. It's like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm pro-choice. I'm like, do what the fuck you want with your life, right? Because you should be able to do what you want with your life and not be confined by the walls that the government put around you or by the walls that you put around yourself. Um, and then like another of his friends came along and he had absolutely no idea what was going on in other countries. And he said, well, why should we, why, well, basically, why should we do anything about other countries? And I said, I can't, I can't comprehend your thinking. Um, but if we don't, Humanity is fucked. It is fucked. And I, I, I can't put that in any other terminology. And if you are offended by swearing, then you're in the wrong room. Um, and I had to explain that, you know, if you think about the way that the Canadians have come together like that, that's caused a ripple effect across the world. Entire it's world. brilliant. I am so delighted. Yeah, and it's because of that that other mandates are lifting. This, uh, like things, things are happening worldwide because of one one person. And this is what I'm, I'm, I was trying to explain. If you don't stand up for what you believe in, and you think about the world as it is, and that we are we are one, we are one. It doesn't matter what race, creed, color, anything. You know, we are human beings and we deserve more than what the government are trying to fucking mandate to people. Like, we can't, we can't, we cannot live like this. And this is why I think about, you know, the real purpose. What's, what's the, what's the real purpose? So we have to come together and stand up and speak out and be confident in what we're saying, because otherwise, like, it will fall apart. You know what? It is falling apart. The world is in one terrible mess at the moment. Mm -hmm. And everyone who's here 
at the moment, every soul who's on Earth has chosen to be here at this time, which definitely relates back to purpose, because I keep asking myself, why did I choose to be here at this time? What's what part am I intended to play in this giant scenario that's unfolding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, welcome to the room. Your name is not Hard Money. <laughs> no, my name is Mark. If you want to call me by that, that's fine. I do. I do usually go by Hard Money on there, on here. But no worries. I'm normally talking about Bitcoin, but I will not bring that up at all. <laughs> that's not though? my I main. Think, but... I, I think that's that's a, a good point to make as well. Like, you, you we talk about what's going on in the world right now and we're probably going off on a bit of a tangent maybe maybe not but bitcoin and crypto is a way for freedom freedom of currency um so actually why not talk about it yeah it's interesting that you brought up the truckers in canada actually because i've listened to a couple of podcasts at the minute which have got into a bit of detail about the lack of media coverage um, and the fact that people can't send money over there. They've stopped sending. Like uh, the, the, you're not allowed able to like donate money to help the truckers really. But there's been a couple like people sending Bitcoin because obviously it's not censorable by you know the, the people that in the upper echelons of society. Uh, you know, inverted commas. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that you know. Like Anne said, you weren't. We're not hearing as much about this as maybe we should be because at the, at, they're at the kind of forefront of you know the change in society at the minute and actually doing you know something that's quite amazing and really you know they they, they really do like they're at the forefront of how everybody lives their lives you know delivering stuff and they're they're the ones who putting in the effort at the moment to kind of make changes that are very much needed. The media are actually lying about how Canadians, or specifically the people that live in Ottawa, how they are receiving the truckers. According to mainstream media, the truckers are not welcome and the population is against them. But they're there. There There are more of them there. This is what I can't understand, right? I'm sorry to jump in, but it's like, how can you put a blatant lie out when you've got 700,000 people in a Facebook group like the the fastest growing group community online community I've ever seen in my entire life, and they're occupying it. Ninety percent of the people there, and that's obviously a made up statistic, but around that number is people in support because they're there. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So how how are they being allowed to just blatantly put out lies and propaganda? Like how can we change this? The reason they're allowed to put out the propaganda is because of the people who are in control of the media. Mm. It's a very, it's a handful of organisations control every bit of mainstream media. And that's why we have to get our news from alternative media. And the trouble with that is you need to know where to look because all the old platforms are also heavily censored. Yeah, they are. Um... I shared something on my sto- on my story the other day. I mean, I share a lot, obviously, you know this. But um, within five minutes, fact checkers had like shut it down and like hid hid hide, um, hid 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 the photo hid hide hide it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hid. I I am um, a, an entrepreneurial businesswoman, and I can't get the right word out. <laughs> 
Oh dear, yeah. So they hid the photo um, within five minutes and that's the fastest I've ever seen any kind of censorship. Like I've had stuff fact-checked from months ago. And I just think the fact, the fact that Facebook had to admit that fact-checkers are opinion of people doing the job and people still can't believe, they can't see it. They just can't see it. And I do get angry and I get pent up and I get emotional about this because this is our lives. So I've got I've got a couple of couple of points to make. So so um this has been this has been the same throughout history. Mm. So so it was the church, you know, controlling uh, uh, in in sort of you know uh, sort of Western you know in, in England the Church of England the power of the Church of England controlling and all that and that's where you know where, where religion's fantastic until people get involved unfortunately because uh, because uh, uh, as a belief system and and from the point of view of of faith I've got faith uh, and and I, I believe in creation and and. And, and all of that, but um, but when people get involved, unfortunately, that's when things go bad. And it's it's the same in in any kind of institution. And I know I know a couple of um, couple of MPs uh, just from doing a bit of agitating on different topics. Uh, I'm I'm in I'm into renewables, and so I've been agitating on that a little bit and, and lobbying on that. And um, one of these MPs said to me, uh, businesses and, and, and individuals uh, don't uh, succeed because of government; they succeed in spite of government. And that's that's somebody who's in Parliament who's who's saying that. I think that's that's the thing for me is these um, these stories like the truckers. Uh, one thing that again got get, gets up my nose is about the whole uh, the whole thing about you know the the, the 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 Tory party in the UK and what's going on there. This Dominic Cummings thing, right? This Dominic Cummings thing um, when that was all going on and he had to talk to the nation. And he was late turning up, and so everyone was sat there waiting for him to turn up. And then he spoke for about half an hour, and all that. So there was about an hour, an hour taken up listening to this person justify themselves, and and about five million people watched that. So that's about, or have watched that. That's about five million hours, which is about a thousand years. So that's a thousand years of time, which has been taken up. Uh, you know, and and uh, watching this 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 guy. Okay, I'm not saying that it's not important, but what 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 hurts me is is and what I think hurts the planet is that um, so often these these stories when they come, they consume so much time, and people latch on to that, and it just burns time that could be used so much more productively mm-hmm. to actually make a meaningful difference uh, for people's lives. And so I kind of check in very very quickly on stuff that's going on in the media and uh, and i have to make decisions about what because a lot of stuff moves me you know and kind of makes me angry or, or or sad or makes me laugh or whatever i have to i have to be quite selective about the things that i respond and, and react to because mm-hmm. otherwise you get sucked into spending a lot of time you know and I'm, I'm losing my you know a thousand years worth if you like of time by getting sucked into it too much without picking the thing that, okay, so what really moves me? And again, back to the purpose of my, my life, what really moves me? What, what stories are out there? What things that are going on uh, in the world that 
I can harness, if you like, and use as energy to, to drive me on to make the difference that I want to make in the world. And like I say, for some people, that's hyper, hyper local. And with all this stuff with, uh, with, uh, with the lockdowns and, and all of those sorts of things has brought a lot more hyper localism into the way people think. You know, people want to see, uh, um, companies doing good in their local community and all that sort of stuff, because that's all people had for a period of time. And I think retaining that's, that's important and, and and that that has got as much value if your life is about something really hyper local and making a difference on a hyper local basis that's got as much value for the planet and for humanity as somebody who's you know taking the world on to make a, a you know to poverty around the world or, or 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 whatever it might be they're just as powerful um so if you find something that really moves you um and and really you know like i say get gets your gander up and you can use that to harness that as a focus for yourself um then uh, then that's where you can actually then personally make a real meaningful difference and mm. and you know you get that balance then of that of that feel-good purpose that alison was talking about because you know you're making a difference on that kind of a that kind of a level uh, and I get the impression that in our own way, all of us are, are, are trying at least uh, to, to do that in our own way. Very wise words there, David. <laughs> yep. um, I, I had a smile on my, on my face when you were talking about faith and religion in particular, because I, I am a believer. I do go to church. And I agree, like, you know, as humans, we are wonderfully made, we're created in this amazing image, um, but we're all flawed and we all fall short. And if there's one wish that I had of, of our world today, it would be this, that we learn to disagree well yes, and in a healthy way. You know, we, we all have our different perspectives on life. It's the lens of what we've lived in our experience so far, um, you know, 49 years on this earth, me. <laughs> and um, Me too. And I think celebrating our individual um, nuances is a real key skill, you know, right at the top of society. Um, it has to start there. And so, you know, I, I try not to pass judgment on things that I don't fully understand or appreciate because I live by a simple mantra, and that is I wouldn't want somebody saying that about me unless they knew the full story of what I'd been walking through. It's easy to uh, jump on the bandwagon of sound bites and, um, you know, all of that. And, and I, I think there are times in... Um, life when movements, like you said before, Natalie, about this growing group, movements are created that do affect real societal change. And I fully support those kinds of things. But like you said, David, I, I'm just too focused on my own lane to get involved in busyness and distraction that really is not part of my calling. And that requires quite a, a lot of self-control and um, focus that it's easy to just fall into the trap of if you're not being intentional with your time. So, yeah. Yeah, I resonate really well with that and everything that everyone else is saying. Um, for me, like, going back to, like, finding a purpose and why, it kind of goes into, you know, people's view on how they spend the time doing things and for me like david said local local things drive you know can drive those things not just global and it goes back to me my purpose of always trying to 
pull like something in life where you work with your hands um, and doing something, you know, that's purposeful and meaningful. And that starts with doing things with your hands. And for me, like as soon as people start doing things for other people locally or doing things in your own life with your hands, it could be as simple as like baking bread. You really impact in your own head and heart. And for me, like that's that's what I try and put forward, you know, in, in my life and having, you know, the opportunity to do that for other people and for yourself and those close to around you. You really just start with working with your hands and, you know, like many of you said, religiously, I'm, you know, I'm involved somewhat in churches. Um, I do a bit of like just financial administration for a couple of churches. And it's really when you get your... Get your get yourself working with those individuals locally and communities within the circles around you. That really big changes are made. Totally agree. I'm really sorry. I've got a shoot. Um, I've got a, I've got a meeting. I've got to go to. But it's been really interesting conversation. Lots of passion, which I've loved. <laughs> so um, so thank you, and uh, and I'll catch you soon. Awesome to have See you David. here. Thank you. Thanks, David. There has definitely been a lot of passion, hasn't there? Alice. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I'm going to shoot shortly, but um, I just wanted to share this one thing that um, was part of my unlocking. Because um, I'd had many years of, you know, disappointment, um, discouragement, um, trauma. And, um, you know, I said before about judgment, but offence is all around because we're all humans, as I said before. Offence is all around, and it's one thing to be offended and feel offended for, you know, a moment, for an hour, or whatever it may be, but there's a big difference between then living offended, you know, and yes. that then becoming like a poison in your soul, in your body, in your mind, that then, you know, where you... I don't know, you, you've lost the balance of critical thinking or exploring different viewpoints. So, um, yeah, that was just a, a tip that I personally live by, that it's okay to be offended, but don't live don't, offended. hundred percent. Like, I, I like being, that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. And being offended on behalf of other people, like, get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> here, here. Oh, I just, mm. I can't, I just can't, I just can't, like... I, I I just can't. <laughs> How about cancel culture? Oh, do you know what? Like, fuck off. Just fuck off. <laughs> like, that, that, that is how deep-rooted my belief system in myself it is. It is so absurd. It's infuriating. It, it really is. And, you know, you, you've got all sorts of things and different movements and things that have occurred and, and then are added to and expanded. And I was watching something the other day um and i know a lot of people are going to be offended by my views on this um and it was it was um what's it called queer queer eye right so you've got these five gay guys that go in and help people um and one of the person that they help and transformed was a, tr a transgender and the guy one of the guys the hair stylist is he calls himself gender fluid and then talking to this transgender person, um, he says, do you not think maybe that the cis, as in, you know, people, 
right because we are now if if you are uh, i don't want to i don't even want to use the word normal because you know you're a man or you're a woman um have have put this this societal like form on you um and basically we're in the wrong and i'm thinking hold on a minute how how can you even how does that even come to th- your brain to think to put that out there and for a second i got offended because google is saying that men can get pregnant no they fucking can't um and then i have to sit back and think well hold on a minute no that's what that person believes right fine move on um and obviously I don't know why I'm sharing this because. <laughs> Can I share something with you? Oh, I just, yeah. It's, Please. it's an expression that comes to mind a lot mm. to me these days. Give them a fool's pardon. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know any better. Oh, thank you. Do you know what? Because I sat there watching it thinking, like, I, I don't watch much TV. And, like, this kind of interested me a little bit because it was just. It's not societal norms and I like stuff like that and psychology fascinates me like I did that at A level and and stuff like that um but I just I can't I can't wrap my head around this movement towards us not being a man or a woman I just can't because yeah I agree with you it's crazy that is the fucking fundamental basic human being you are a man you are a woman like I get that some people feel they're in the wrong body. I get that. But to not, I, I just, uh, um, yeah, I, yeah, like I say, I got offended for a minute. Um, <laughs> and on that note, uh, it might be a good time for me to end <laughs> the podcast before all of my listeners go, no, I'm not listening to you anymore. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help. And stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for confidence and mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network and life.